Welcome back. I'm Zanati Kuma and you're watching Stockwatch this week. And joining us for a review of the week's stock performances and answers to your stock-related questions is David Shapiro from Saspen Securities. Do send your questions via SMS to 41392. Email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag stockwatch. I'd also really appreciate it for the viewers to send David a happy birthday message for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday for tomorrow, David. But, you know, before you, your birthday, you. you must get to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must you get to work. Today on their birthday, they take a day off. <laughs> I've never known this in my life. Uh, no, no, today, no, no. The don't worry. or Generation XYZ, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> We they need they you. don't want to work on their birthday. No, no, no. We, we need you today. One day I'll buy you a Cartier bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Cartier, Richmond. Um, I'm surprised that the markets are still reacting um, the way that they are reacting to Richmond's um, results yeah. when it has been guided, I, I would think, yeah. quite well over the past few months in terms of the, the little pressure I that we're seeing in the luxury market. I, I think we're being a bit harsh on it because, as you say, um, you've had to look ahead. We've gone through a really difficult uh, time. Um, there's been outbreaks of hostilities in the Middle East. Uh, interest rates have been going up. We know things are slowing down. You know, China's not reached the kind of expectations that we thought it would reach. And, and yet they produced incredibly good results, particularly in the jewelry area. Yes, watches are flat, but still, these are high-priced items. So I think we're being a bit harsh and uh, the market marking it down. I just continue to see, I see this kind of company as a one that you just continue to add. It goes through these kind of ups and downs and that, but I wouldn't take uh what's happened today you know that seriously yeah and that's the thing because i feel like that's always the trend with richmond is that every time it gets a hammering um investors are just like but th this is actually a little bit overdone because we know the mm. defensiveness of the company and that it will come back but i guess the main question is when are we going to start to see those uh, numbers that people are used to again um and actually, just on that, I mean, how long do, do people wait to kind of see those numbers? Or is, is this just a normalization, David? No, I, interest rates, I think the big question is where do interest rates settle? Yeah. You know, and, and we've had uh, Jay Powell come out overnight uh, with the same kind of speech that we would expect it, telling us, warning us that um, they're not on top of the 2% uh, inflation mm. target yet. Uh, we we might still raise rates. Well, we know that's going to, that's his speak. But I yeah. think if you dig through that, you're probably going to find rates coming down to between 3 and 4%. And I think global economies or most of the big economies can handle that. Certainly a lot of corporates can handle that because you use the word normalization. Mm. That is normal. Yeah. You know, what we've gone through over the last couple of decades hasn't been normal. Yeah. So, but companies will adapt to it. And we'll start to see uh, demand picking up again. Look, we're talking about, I, I was just saying to Julieta, you, you know, earlier, I said, you know, we're talking about an industry where we can't rub shoulders with the people that buy those <laughs> no. kind of stuff. You know, this is just beyond us. We can look at pictures of it in your magazines and that, but this is totally unaffordable to us, you know. So, sure. Uh, yeah, we just hope that they continue uh, to buy. Well, something that I can afford, David, is TFG. <laughs> and um, they actually came out with the results uh, today. And looking like they're actually 
navigating the environment um, better than, yes. than true words, mm. for example. And which is also very yeah. fascinating because, I mean, true words, when times are difficult, people turn to credit and you see true words really being the, the star of the show, but yeah. really seeming like TFG is managing to gain market share yeah. and even managing to gain cash retail turnover more than credit. So yes. TFG at this point, uh, is this one where you just cannot ignore? I it's a, it's a good business, and you saw the revenue line. Unfortunately, I was on another program as well, so I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to repeat myself, but yeah. I went through the numbers, and I couldn't understand why their headline earnings were negative. And you've got to go down the line, and that's mm -hmm. why I say once more repeating, I don't like EBITDA. I don't believe in it as an accountant. And you'll find that one of the reasons that their results are down is that they had to pay a lot more finance costs. And, ah. and, that's, and that's a consequence of much higher interest rates than that. So, um, and also staff costs were up and other costs were up. So while they're doing well at the revenue line, hmm. below then, that's why their results were, uh, headline earnings were negative. So don't ignore, you know, don't, don't ignore the, the What's it? E R T. You know, yes. depreciation is also a, a, another very important expense. Yeah. So, but I, I like it. I, I agree with you. I, I prefer it to Fashini. Yeah. I think uh, it's it's uh, for me. It's a better quality business. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just in terms of, uh, uh, do you think that the 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 the, retail, the 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 clothing retailers are also maybe managing their margins more than the food uh, retailers because? Uh, everybody at this point is under pressure um, uh, for promotional activities like this race to the mm. bottom. But it, it, it seems that the, the, do you think that the clothing retailers are maybe better off in this, in this environment than the food retailers? I think that's tougher. I think it's much tougher because uh, people are watching their wallet. You know, you saw even in something like Pepco. Yeah. I love Pepco. When yeah. I looked at Pepco's results, I, oh boy, things are not that easy. Mm. And there is a race, you know, everybody, and you've got tough competition. You've got Zara, you've got H&M, you know, all of these companies. Uh, yeah, Shein, of course, you know. <laughs> and and don't, don't underrate that. Don't yeah. discount that. Yeah. They're superb business, an absolute superb business. So you've got to keep, you know, you've got to keep in touch with them, in line with them. You know, and everyone's going to look to pick and pay, look at pick and pay clothing. Mm. You know, that's the last place I thought that people would buy clothes, but they're going there and they're not bad, you know. Yeah, they're so, really, really not. Talking about talking about Shein, I actually still need to read up more on their preparation for an IPO. I never thought that we'd get to this day because oh. of all the controversy. Um, I don't know, but, but yeah, just looking at, you know, this preparation for an IPO. I mean, would Shein be a clothing brand that you would be focusing oh, on? The global reach. You know, I, I, we haven't got Uniqlo here, mm. but I mean, if you go, if you travel overseas and you look at Uniqlo, which is a Japanese company, I mean, it's a superb business. Yeah. And, um, you know, got a massive reach and catching on simply because they, they deliver high quality clothing at very, very reasonable prices and that. But Shein has captured the imagination of young people. Mm. You know, they want disposable clothing. They want to have something that they wear three or four times and then discard or something because <laughs> something more fashionable comes in. Yeah. And you and, and, and they're, you know, 
just the whole marketing mechanism is superb. Yeah. Uh, credit to them. Yeah. You, 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 you're tackling a global, bra- uh, a global brand and yeah. an up-and-coming global brand. Yeah. David, something that has uh, fascinated me throughout the week is the platinum stocks. They yeah. just every single day they're yeah. at the bottom of the mm. the top five major yeah. moves, but like in the red on the JSC. And uh, what 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 is going on? And I mean, because people have been trying to search for the bottom, it's just not coming. You know what's happened? And I, it, it's uh, first of all, we talk about PGM. We don't talk about platinum. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes. it's a basket. Yes. The palladium price has come down over the last eighteen months. From three thousand, or you know, I'm, I'm rounding up to one thousand. That's a massive drop. Rhodium has followed a similar pattern. You know, it's down at four and a half thousand dollars a uh, an ounce. Sorry, I didn't mean palladium a ton. Sorry, I yeah. meant an ounce. Yeah. So um, the same thing, and, and platinum itself has come from eleven or twelve hundred. You know, over the recent past to below nine hundred now. So they're suffering. The whole basket has come under pressure. And I don't think we appreciate it. You know, so when Impala threatened, and I see Impala down, you know, seven, eight percent again today on the prospect of of having to really tighten their operations and and just be realistic about the price they get. Why it's happening, Zanata, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why there is this. I can't you know, this is a green metal, so it's something we've got to get on top of and 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 understand uh, better. Yeah. But it's from the country's point of view, it's quite worrying because we collect a lot. We collected last year a lot of money from the platinum producers. Exactly, and now yeah. there are job cuts, and it, it's just looking like a very very sad uh, state of affairs. Um, David, uh, multi choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What can you say about multi-choice? Because that's also another one that uh, is concerning investors yeah. a lot um, at this point. Um, and they just aren't seeming to be eking out any kind of significant uh, growth right. numbers. It, it just seems like you know, If you hits. watch your own patterns, <laughs> you know from yourself what you watch. Yeah. And you switch. <laughs> you might be on Netflix. You might be on Prime. You might be on DSTV, and then you might you know, Apple you go TV. You go all over the place, mm. <laughs> go over the place. and we, you know, we're spoiled for choice. Yeah. And and that's a big problem is that they've got to compete with that. So how do they keep you watching their channels all the time? They've got to have incredibly good content, and that's difficult. You know, and then of course. You know, a lot of that content is imported. Uh, I don't think they've got the means to produce 24-hour-a-day content locally. So they, they're battling. I don't, it's not only them. You know, mm. if you look at Disney, if you look at all the streaming businesses, yeah. competition is, is a lot tougher. But poor old in, in a multi-choice, um, <laughs> it's really tough. Yeah. So you could see it in the results. I don't know what the way out is. I don't. I don't blame management. This has got nothing to do with management. It's just a they're mm. operating in an incredibly difficult environment. Yeah. Well, um, talking about uh, management, uh, Cecil. Um, I mean, uh, management has. Uh, mm a lot of the time being criticized for um, not being able to navigate their operations um, very well, um, even in times of, you know, when, when the, 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 the commodity prices, the oil price is up. Um, 
What do you make? Because there's, there's, there have been a lot of questions on Cecil uh, recently. Um, if this is, if if it's yeah. if it's cheap enough, but also if it's cheap for a reason. Yeah. It's again, it's too uncertain. You know, commodities at this time. I believe we're reaching the bottom, and I believe mm. we're we're close to it. In fact, to put it in an uh, easier way, I say I think the downside is probably less than the upside because when the upside turns. Uh, it's going to be quite dramatic. And oil, uh, again, disappointing. We thought that uh, with all this trouble in the yeah. Middle East, you know, oil would go. It's not. It hasn't. And there's concerns now about slowdown in the global economy. And with Cecil, you've got a fall in com- in uh, chemical prices as well. Yeah. You know, we've seen it with companies like Omnia and that and even AECI. You know, it's not an easy industry. I, you don't have to be in a rush. You know, that's why I say to buyers. Yes, it looks cheap. So what? Just wait. You yeah. know, keep your powder dry. And at the right time when things improve, you can go into it. So you might miss a few percentage points uh, in the turnaround. But you don't have to get that absolute bottom. It's too, to put it, it's too hard to call. Buffett yeah. always says, you know, these kind of questions, he puts in the too hard file. You know, <laughs> where something's too difficult, it's too hard. So, I, you know, in other words, too hard to understand. So I think, I think you know, it's, it's in that kind of area. Yeah. Ah, uh, David. Before we get to your stock pick, um, uh, I'm looking at the the, the JSC and the retailers are up TFG, Truards, and even Spa. Um, what do they say? A high tide lifts all boats. Um, mm. <laughs> we haven't spoken about Spa in a while, um, ever since they told us that they are um, uh, exiting uh, Poland. Would this Poland, be one yeah. to put in your uh, back pocket and maybe wear it? The, the, the turnaround maybe isn't as difficult as pick and pay? Uh, yeah, well, my turnaround is pick and pay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. It's so down. <laughs> it's so bombed out. You only have to get two more customers in and profits will soar, you know. So <laughs> so if you would stop buying at Woolworths and decided to go to pick and pay, you know, you'd make a big difference to their profitability. And I think Sean Summers is going to do that. I think yeah. he understands it and he will work on getting people. So if you're looking for a turnaround, that's the one. If you want a steady one, the best one is still ShopRite, who are, you know, just continue to roar ahead and that. I don't yeah. know, spa somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you want to be extreme, go pick and pay. If you yeah. want to be safe, go go uh, ShopRite. Would you be ex- as extreme as cement, uh, PPC? Oh, that's, that's difficult. You know, there it's government. You know, yeah. the, the private sector is doing its part, but we've got to see big projects by government. We've got to see infrastructural development to really turn that around. That's been a battle. And, uh, you know, the poor company is not, it's, it's, it's fighting difficult conditions. And you saw in the budget, yeah. there's no money left. We haven't got money to put back into the to infrastructure. Yeah. And uh, so you've got to rely on private uh, partnerships or the, you know, to come to the party and uh, a lot of those infrastructure projects to be financed more by the private sector. But at the moment, we're not getting any help from government or, you know, from government infrastructure programs. Mm. Again, cheap, but just just wait, wait your turn. Yeah, maybe there's a reason. Yeah, there's clearly a reason why it's cheap and maybe Mm. should be more patient. It's maybe one of those where you just have to look at a few uh, uh, numbers, a few more uh, mm. periods before you actually make a decision on that front. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today. David, what will it be as we're talking about I'm, difficult... I'm still offshore. I like NVIDIA. Come out with a new couple of new chips. 
I mean, this is a brilliant business. They continue to surprise us with their uh, semiconductors, and they've now designed a couple that are can be sold to China, you know, that, uh, <laughs> not going to offend the American authorities and their high speed. And I think this is a business that I just think is, uh, you know, it's part of my uh, Magnificent Seven. So, um, well, someone, magnific- someone mm-hmm. had actually asked about ASML. Um, yeah, the that's, other day. My, that's my seventh, even though it's oh, not okay. an American company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'd still... You'd st- I still like ASML. Ah, okay. Yeah, are, are, there, are there any of the chip makers that you wouldn't go into? You can buy socks. S-O-X-X. Okay. You get the lot in a bundle. Yeah. So if you think NVIDIA, you want to, you want to spread it. And it's a, it's a very good ETF because it's tight. You know, in other words, it's got big exposure yeah. to, uh, you know, to, to AMD and to uh, all the big companies as well as NVIDIA and so on. So mm-hmm. in that way, you, you cover all bases and that as well. So I'm, we buying, I'm buying socks, you know, S-O-X-X. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your insights today, David, even the day before your birthday, and do enjoy <laughs> your birthday uh, tomorrow. From all of us on, on, on BDTV and the Stockwatch team, we say happy birthday. Uh, that was David Shapiro from Sespin Securities.